Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Deputy Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. We are pushing along into the year 2021, and our weekly webinar series continues our industry essentials. If you're not logging in and seeing the webinars that we're hosting every week, be sure to head to thecannabisindustry.org and check out our weekly offerings that you can register for. Most are complimentary, if not exclusive, to NCIA members. But let's jump into today's episode. Today, I'm talking with Kim Stuck of Allay Consulting. Kim is the founder and CEO, which is a compliance strategy and services provider serving the hemp and cannabis industries nationwide. Previously, Kim held a pioneering role as the nation's first cannabis and hemp specialist for a major metropolitan public health authority. During her tenure with the city of Denver, home to hundreds of cannabis businesses, she worked as an investigator covering cultivation, manufacturing, and retail. Her company, Allay Consulting, serves the hemp and cannabis industries to ensure regulatory compliance across all operations to develop customized strategies and avoid compliance pitfalls. Wow, our industry sure has a whole bunch of regulation and compliance, doesn't it, Kim? 
Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Um, so I have my work cut out for me, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's uh, start by just getting to know you a little bit better, more about your background and experience and what you did before bringing your skills here to the cannabis industry. Yeah, so actually uh, what I was doing previous to being in the cannabis industry and what actually got me into the cannabis industry was I was a wholesale food and um, restaurant um, regulator. So I was the health inspector I, for Denver County. Um, and so, you know, I went in and did for, you know, three to four uh, inspections a day at that point. We had, there's a whole lot of restaurants in Denver now. Um, and so, you know, I became a, a certified professional in food safety at that time um, and get, just had a whole bunch of knowledge in microbiology and, and that kind of thing. So it was kind of a um, uh, you know, it was timely and it just kind of happened that cannabis became legal recreationally when I was working for the city. And so they said, hey, somebody's got to regulate cannabis now. So how about you guys? And we were like, okay, we're going to do it. So it was pretty exciting. Awesome. Great. Yeah, you're so right. Denver has a lot of amazing restaurants. I live here in Denver too, where a lot of the NCIA staff is based as well. And of course, we can't wait to get back to indoor dining hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully later in the year I'm thinking about some of my favorite restaurants right now that that I miss very dearly <laughs> um, so yes the cannabis industry here there's there's a lot of well-established brands in in the Denver area in the state of Colorado a lot of delicious chocolates and edibles and gummies being produced right here uh, so at that point you started moving into working with these types of companies is that right Yeah, absolutely. So um, then I was the designated cannabis health inspector for DDPHE. Um, So I did all the licensing when it all the licensing first came out. It was pretty crazy. I got to meet a whole lot of different amazing people um, in the Denver cannabis industry. And it was just amazing. Um, And then I was their regular health inspector. So I went into these places every at least twice, you know, every six months. So twice a year. Um, And if they didn't do so good, a whole lot more than that. Um, I also did a bunch of recalls um, and investigations and things like that as well um, during that Mm -hmm. time. And I just totally fell in love with the industry. I just loved it so much. I loved the people. um, And I just got really passionate about plant medicine in general during that time and um, decided, you know, I can be better for the industry if I'm working directly for them rather than a regulator and um, made the decision in 2017 to launch my own company and just be there for people who, you know, wanted to work with me. So it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. It was really scary because I was leaving this like cush government job and, you know, my mom was super upset because now she thinks I'm a drug dealer. Oh no. (laughs) She's hilarious. Like she's very conservative. So, you know, she was a little nervous about the whole cannabis thing, but now she's come around and, uh, but, you know, it's it's always scary to start a business, especially in an, in an industry that's so new. But it was a really great move, and I'm super happy that I'm here. Great. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was an easy, easy kind of move for you. They're, they're very similar, even though even though our industry is a bit more heavily regulated, like plutonium, they say. But <laughs> it sounds like you didn't have sort of that hesitance, like, oh, no, maybe your mom had the hesitance, but you you had an interest in in learning more about the industry and became passionate about it. Yeah, I kind of felt I had that aha moment, you know, when I was working as a regulator 
of this is where I'm supposed to be. Something is pulling me to this industry. You know, it, like I felt like this is where my soul belongs and these are my people. And I, uh, you know, and so I, when I launched the business, you know, it wasn't difficult for me. It was great. Um, and I got to do, now I get to do, I get to be people's private health inspector <laughs> and private regulator um, that actually gets to tell them how to become compliant rather than just this is the regulation, figure it out, you know? You can actually focus on running your business. <laughs> yep, definitely. I can also relate with you about the parents thing. My parents are a little on the conservative side also, and I've been uh, a marijuana activist for like over 15 years at this point. <laughs> and I think I'm getting them to the point where they might try a CBD gummy one day, but they're very <laughs> slow to warm. We'll see. <laughs> Yep. Yep. That's exactly what I'm dealing with. But, you know, but she's proud of me. It's not like, you know, she hates it, but she was right. just very, you know, they're, you know, they're your parents. They're going to be concerned no matter what, but, um, sure. but I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> sure. I mean, well, our industry is here to stay at this point. Um, and, you know, one thing I think about is all the members of Congress who, who support our industry, who have been co-sponsoring legislation all these years and how every year that goes by we get more and more members of Congress that support what we're doing which just kind of makes it feel a little bit more more real um, as, as the work we're doing gets realized all the way up to the halls of Congress. Um, but let's fast forward to today and your company Ally Consulting and you know, you're working with cannabis companies across the country at this point. Tell me more about uh, what's what's up with you and your company this year, especially during COVID. Well, so we did have to switch to virtual. Um, so now we do virtual audits, at least until COVID is ready, because we certainly wouldn't want to go in and make people uncomfortable or you know, cross-contaminate anybody. Um, so, you know, it, it was a big shift. Um, we were already a completely um, mobile company. So all of my consultants work from home. Um, they, you know, they're on the road all the time. So it doesn't really matter if we have an office or not. So that was actually an easy transition because there was no transition. Um, so that was nice. Um, so yeah, we kind of had to roll with the punches a little bit. Um, but we did end up hiring a couple of people during COVID, which was kind of crazy, but it worked out really well. It's encouraging. Um, yeah. And then I opened up, I actually moved to Oregon um, last December and um, started the Oregon office, quote unquote, which is my house. <laughs> and <laughs> it's really great. Um, we just had a lot of uh, clients out in Oregon and we wanted to make sure that we were you know, being conscious of, of their time and money and travel time, you know, obviously is expensive. So we, um, it's just nice to have somebody out here that can just go quickly to places. Um, so I was super happy to do that. If we do hire again, I'll probably end up hiring uh, a consultant out here in Oregon to assist me with my stuff. Um, and then on top of that, we did just put out a press release announcing that we also um, started a psilocybin division. So um, Oregon did just pass measure 109. And so mm -hmm. we're going and helping that industry as well, which we're really excited about. Wow, there's a whole new can of regulations, I'm sure. <laughs> 
Well, nothing yet, but yes, it's, yeah. it's going to be. Yes, that's a, that's a can of worms about to be opened, I'm sure. But wow, brave of you to be on the forefront of that of that um, as well. Uh, the psilocybin industry is certainly interesting. Um, so how about cannabis being declared an essential business during all this? I mean, that, you, you talk about hiring during COVID where, where many people were out of work or had to you know, cut back. And to be able to hire two people, I think that just speaks to the fact that the cannabis industry you know, at this time in history, we were declared an essential industry during a pandemic, except in the state of Massachusetts. I'm looking at you, Massachusetts, but yeah, um, <laughs> but wow, that's just mind blowing. Um, it is. And I think that it is a huge, it was a huge eye opener to people outside of the industry because mm -hmm. everyone in the industry thinks of it as essential, right? Like everybody who uses regularly and works in this industry, of course it's essential, of, of course. course. It is. But to people who don't use and did not realize how many people use, because <laughs> um, there are so many closet smokers or, you know, like edible, mm -hmm. you know, there are soccer moms and grandmas. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that people realized how far stretching cannabis really is. And also the amount of jobs that cannabis gives. That was another thing is a lot of these cannabis companies got to step up their game and hire some of these people that had lost their jobs. Um, so places and states that had cannabis legalized actually did a whole lot better, um, in, you know, during all of this when it came to, you know, the economy and whatnot. So I feel like it was a huge, you know, a huge uh, deal and I love it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm mm -hmm. so glad that that's the way it went. Um, I'm just like super stoked about our industry in general, but you know, that really shows, goes to show. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Solutions, which is a group of passionate and innovative cannabis enthusiasts dedicated to preserving the legacy of one of the world's most relevant extraction equipment and technology companies. Nick Tennant is the founder and CTO of Precision Extraction Solutions, the global leader in cannabis extraction equipment 
technology, site planning, compliance, and training. Nick's a cannabis entrepreneur with almost two decades of experience developing and operating companies in the cannabis industry. His work has been featured in hundreds of publications, and his expertise is in cannabis and hemp extraction, code regulation, lab design, extract product and process development, and extraction equipment engineering. Welcome to the show today, Nick. Oh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Absolutely. So let's start by getting to know you a little bit more, learning about your background. Um, sounds like you've been doing cannabis industry work for a while. Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear more about that and what you did, what you did before getting involved in cannabis. Certainly. So I guess uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, I, I kind of came out of school, high school, that is, just knowing I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I knew that I wanted to build something and, and really didn't have any motivation to work for anybody else. And it really crafted <laughs> me to um, start my first business when I was 17. And I ran those businesses those were automotive uh, restoration and uh, automotive services businesses up until I was about 21, 22, uh, at which point I had some family uh, in California and Colorado and started to look at the cannabis industry, was traveling back and forth a little bit. And obviously in 2008 here in Michigan, uh, which was obviously now about uh, 13 years ago, we passed our law for medical cannabis in Michigan, which is my home state. And that's when I really started to dive super deep into it. I was actually the 40th person to get licensed. So from there, we did commercial growing, we did retail, we did consulting, we did analytical laboratory, uh, you name it. And we've, we've operated or I've operated in that niche and have a, a pretty good understanding about that niche of the cannabis industry. About seven years ago, we ended up um, looking at extraction as a whole and looking at the parallels to other industries, meaning food and flavorings and aromas and all these other sorts of industries that had ex extract-based products in them. And we really saw a huge opportunity for cannabis extracts to take over a large portion of the market, which since then, uh, I guess we've been pretty, pretty good in terms of our prediction. And, you know, cannabis extracts now occupy about 50% of all retail sales. And so it's been a wild road and we've, uh, we've done well. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was some great foresight into, into the extraction uh, side of the industry. I mean, I've been, I've been smoking cannabis since about the year 2000, uh, when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> and, you know, for 15 or more years, it was just put flour in a little pipe and spark your lighter and smoke it. Um, I really didn't get an opportunity to learn and experience extractions until moving to Colorado in 2014, uh, when adult use legal sales um, went into effect here, thanks to Amendment 64, and I started working for NCIA. So that opened up a whole new world to me, to vape pens, um, which back then, uh, you know, there were other issues that we'll get into later about what was extracted. Um, but I also wanted to mention being from Michigan, I think a lot of people don't realize how big of a state Michigan is. Um, and, you know, NCIA staff, when, when Michigan had, um, had the bill to legalize for adult use, 
we were looking at that like that's a big deal that is a huge state it's it's up there with you know the top five populations <laughs> let's not forget about upper michigan right uh i have family on my father's side of the family in upper michigan he's a youper <laughs> what part of michigan were you oh from? yeah yeah Met metro detroit but yeah your, your comments uh you know about the overall just momentum of the michigan market are uh, well-placed because, you know, we, we're somewhere between 10 and 11 million people. But what's unique about Michigan is our our people have been growing for a very long time. Again, about uh, over a decade at this point, you had a very robust caregiver system uh, mm -hmm. that really catalyzed this market. And you also have a very high consumption rate. You know, a lot of people in Michigan uh, consume cannabis. So it's some key differentiating factors that uh, when you look at some of the data from BDS and so forth, uh, they're looking that this market is going to be driven to about a $3 billion overall market opportunity uh, in just this state alone. So that's uh, absolutely huge to have in our backyard. Absolutely. Great. So real quick, I, I wonder if, you know, was this just a, was this part of a culture that you were happy to support or is, you know, was this a, a business opportunity? Some people just have a, a real personal reason for why they get involved in cannabis, um, in addition to it being an exciting new industry. Yeah, so my reasons are not so much personal. Um, it was it was more of a, a business opportunity for me, but some of my very closest friends growing up, um, you know, were very, very close to cannabis. For a number of reasons, I had one of my best friends had a disabled brother, and uh, he had been using cannabis for epilepsy and so forth for a long period of time. And he's actually one of the people that taught me a lot about what I know in the in the cannabis industry, and one of my first business partners also. So, uh, you know, the people that were near to me had, you know, causes that were very close to them. For me. I saw uh, the ability to build a business in a new industry that was uncharted territory that represented a substantial market and industry opportunity and uh, ran after it. And since then, uh, I think that it's it's been a great return on my time and a great direction that overall my life has taken. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so here we are in 2021 and you're currently the founder and chief technology officer at Precision Extraction Solutions. Um, uh, I think you said the company's based in Michigan also, but tell me more about what's going on today with the company and, and what you're looking forward to in the, in the future here. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, we've grown our company over the last five years to represent what I would argue would be the best client list in the industry. Um, you know, if, if, if somebody has a big brand, they are likely a client of ours. We'll just put it that way to make it simple. <laughs> what we really try to do at Precision is we really try to understand where the technology is heading, uh, where the consumer trends are heading, how we're going to take these individual molecules from the cannabis plant, isolate them, and create new and better products for consumers. Uh, also, what we're really looking at is uh, pharmaceutical aspects of the business and how are we isolating these uh, individual molecules of the plant, recombining them to make stable pharmaceutical medicines and working with some pharmaceutical partners. And there's actually 152 
active clinical trials right now from pharma companies. So I think what you're going to see is a large, large push towards using these compounds found in the cannabis plant to treat, prevent, and cure a lot of human disease and condition. So when we look at our business overall, part of it is doing well and doing good, but really understanding where the future of cannabis is headed and how we're extracting and isolating these molecules and how we're correspondingly creating the right technologies to be ahead of the trend. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down. There's uh, a lot of excellent technology uh, coming into the cannabis industry that I, I miss seeing on the expo floors. I just, I miss walking around and checking out the extraction equipment and various pieces of technology. So look forward to getting back to that. Thanks again for being on the show. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.